Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. And I'm here with Nick Bailey, an architect who... It's very difficult to pick his accent. There's a bit of <laughs> London there and then there's South African and I'm not sure about the Australian mix, but welcome to the program. Thank you. Nick, you've had an interesting career. You, just for people who don't know about you, it's um, Bailey Ward, uh, the architectural yes. practice in Melbourne. But you studied at Newcastle University in the UK. You did your second degree at the Bartlett School, the prestigious Bartlett School in London. Yes. And then you had your own practice there for 10 years. Yeah, that's and right. then you came to Australia. Yeah. A long way to come, Nick. Yeah. Why? Well, um,. Well, bet- between uh, Newcastle and and, uh, and and London, studying in our in our sort of year out, um, I, that's the time that I um, was working in South Africa, as you mentioned earlier, and uh, also worked in Milan for a stint. So I think that that international experience and that that living in an ocean city was something that resonated with me, particularly in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So uh, got back to London. Ran a ran a good practice there for ten years. Had a lot of fun, but uh, but there was always that burning desire, particularly once we had children, uh, and I and I ended up with a New Zealand uh, partner to to get back to a to a to a sort of more of a coastal city, and uh, and I think we, we've never looked back. I mean, the lifestyle and the, the opportunities here in Melbourne have been incredible. Coming all that way to Australia, setting up a practice. It's quite a different culture here. Yes. It's not the same as London. No. We have a different way of looking at housing. Mm. Uh, we often like new yes. rather than old, yes. even if it's beautifully renovated. What was your immediate reaction when you came to Melbourne and saw the architectural landscape? Uh, and we knew some of that before we came, and there was a um, there was an excitement about about the freshness um, of Melbourne. I think if I was to compare Melbourne to London as a city, you know, London's a bit a, more of a mature city, an older wine. Um, you know, it's had some time to sort of uh, to, to marinate. Um, Melbourne's still still trying on flares, and uh, you know, a city sort of in that in that kind of sense. And I think my first impression was lots of fresh ideas, experimentation, and people having a go. And I think you 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 definitely get that kind of. There's a bit of a wow with the with the glitz and the glamour of some of that, but 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 much of it, as we might have talked about um, off, you know, in our conversations, uh, you know, prior to this, is is a little bit skin deep, um, and I think um, you know, it's still searching for mm. for that for that sort of for Voice. that stuff, which is yeah, which is really a little bit more fundamental. There's some beautiful work that we that you and I know and love, um, but there's also lots of um, you know lots of market driven. Um, you know, uh, luxury. Yeah, and 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 we we have to engage with that. I mean, we have to engage with that as a profession, and and we do. But um, but the other thing I noticed was this sort of frontier, uh, this frontier background to to this young nation, and and people have come here, and the desire to build a house, you know, the desire to have a new house, you know, which which I think. Um, Shows through in the in the off plan and the and the house and land packages and all of that sort of volume stuff, and in London all the houses are already built. You know, there's there's there's, there's many many so in generations. It, I think the thing is when we have <coughs> land available, it, particularly in the inner city and even middle suburbs, you at least you have an ability to uh, express 
architecture, to have that architectural expression, where in London, I imagine, you know, it's mainly interior work. Yes, and a lot of conservation. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of London is controlled by, you know, by, by conservation. So you're, you know, the, 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 the battle to, to do anything um, sort of expressive is, is something that, you know, you have to, it's a very careful and you often feel restrictive uh, environment. Although when you then go back and look at it, you realise that some of that restriction is producing some of the, some of the more beautiful work. Yeah. So there's this sort of parallel. So about seven years ago, um, you and you established Bailey Ward about five years ago. You yep. teamed up with interior designer Richard Ward. Yeah, where's his background from? Well, he he had a. And I'll just I'll just for clarity say he's, he's got a double-barrelled surname, Richard Newling Ward. But but mm-hmm. it, it's simpler to just refer to him as that. But um, he he um, he had a a small uh, interior design business in in uh, in London. Um, and his background before he came to interior design was was hospitality. He owned and, and ran uh, some some restaurants and, and hotels. So uh, so he he sort of uh, he found that, that the design components of uh, operating those those businesses was where his passion lay. So he set up a business, a small business um, in that space, mm. and uh, and I knew him as a as a sort of peripheral friend there. And we both moved to Melbourne from the UK at a similar sort of time, so perfect. Reconnected here just to sort of say, what what, what are you up to? Well, the thing is, um, uh, Richard and yourself, given uh, Richard's background in hospitality, could have designed or could have got quickly involved in the restaurant and hospitality scene in Melbourne. Mm. You haven't really. You've no. gone into. You've done a lot of uh, domestic projects, houses. Yeah. Uh, beautiful houses that mm. are, uh, for clients. Thank you. Uh, so, why did you kind of stay away from hospitality? Was there something you wanted? New country, new start. Some of that. I mean, we we are still doing a little bit of that. Just, um, but but it but it hasn't been our sort of front and uh, front and centre launch of the of the of the practice. Um, but some of that due to opportunities, frankly. Mm. Um, you know, one one sort of pushes where where the work takes mm. you up to a point and, and enjoys that. Um, we are doing a little bit at the moment, which um, which is you know still sort of in, in in its early stage designs. So I look forward to showing that. But I, I think the, the the establishing of a practice with with a sort of for me particularly with a, with a zero network in this in this city um, must be hard. Yeah, and 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 one one sort of one sort of just flows where where the work flows and 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 try to enjoy what opportunities present themselves well the first time i actually met you or even saw any of your work was this very interesting uh, arts and crafts edwardian style house in mm. elstonwick yeah that's the first time i saw your work saw your name mm. it was really saw there was something there right. tell me about that because it was quite a big extension a period home in a, a heritage listed street yeah um but uh, very thoughtfully done. Thanks, and 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 a and a and a long gestation period to to that to that project. As, How many as, years? Well, that that client um, came into our office soon after we established. So five years of of our of our practice, um, during which time that 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 build and and design sort of evolved. I mean, obviously the the construction itself was only about a um, just over a year, but. Um, that, that that was a commercial client that I'd known from um, working previously in Melbourne for for a bigger firm, uh, who who then followed me and said uh, I'd like you to look at look at this this house that they just bought, um, and initially they wanted to just uh, do some some lightweight 
renovation, some internal stuff mm. to get a, to get some better bathrooms and a kitchen, um, uh, with a view to sort of a bit much bigger uh, extension out the back. Mm. So, so we we did some initial work for them. You know, they 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 sort of in effect tidied it up so they could move in. It was very derelict when mm. they first bought it, uh, and then and then they, they sort of got in enjoyed it for a year or two and then came back to us and said now we want the big project and uh, and so then you know through planning and through heritage i think we we, we presented some sketches for, you know sort of five years ago which had that big gable expression uh on at the, the rear. Uh, at the rear so there was always that that sort of dna <clears throat> and it was because of you know the scale of the existing roof form and the chimneys and um, some of those elements that i spoke about um, you know, when I was presenting that 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 scheme, and um, and they 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 loved, you know, the, the 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 layers of of history in that building and on that site, you know, with sort of old stables and other. So things. you kept the original um, chimney piles, yes, chimneys, yeah, um, and then integrated that with the new, yeah, living, well, kitchen and living yeah. area. And there'd be some there'd been some low grade um, sort of lean to extension. Uh, sort of work over the you know over the last hundred years sort of on onto the mm. onto the back of the building into the into the sort of back garden which um which was you know as they were sort of just needing a bathroom or a kitchen um and and the, but the chimneys remained this kind of the most prominent element of the of the roofscape um and they when, were happy to keep those. and well they loved them mm. and uh, and i i like the idea of um sort of keeping those and then l- l- you know the, the uh, how to how to sort of um, attack the existing building fabric was was to keep some of those elements and then push some of the contemporary new um, architecture beyond them so that you see in that in that sort of amazing sort of big open space at the rear that the chimney stands alone. With, it's with only a very simple concept: the old and the new mm. actually talking to each other. Yes. A lot of people still don't get it when yeah. you do actually change a, a period home and mm. take it forward. Yeah. There's still that hesitancy with people going, oh, you know, I want, you know, it's kind of so different from what was mm. there. Yeah. And it's something that it's always very difficult to get across the line. Yeah. And I, I agree. And and I think we, you know, the longevity of the journey with the client, you know, and and all all clients of high-end homes are different, as, uh, as you can imagine, different personalities. But one thing you do find is that the longer you work together, the greater the confidence. And so by the time, because we'd had that journey with them already, by the time we were presenting some of these ideas, you know, the detailed fine, fine grain ideas about how this, this old and this new architecture would mesh, they were on board. And, and I think the beauty of that, that particular house of ours was just the... Um, the hands-off approach latterly from the clients you know they they really just let us do what 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 they're employing us well, to I do think it's trust and it's a trust thing and and you know and i think it, it shows um nick so. there's another house that you've just completed in portsea yes which was originally designed by wayne gillespie yeah and i mean for people who don't know wayne gillespie's work he's was a um he was fine but he's and people uh, very prolific very prolific yeah I'm, Fortunately, they all look the same to me. Yes. I mean, one looks identical, the same balustrades, the same yeah. window treatment. So he obviously had a um, a way of building up this following of people just wanting to live in exactly the same. Mm. So this would have been the same as all the others he did around Turak and South Yarra. Cream walls, 
Yeah. Bit of a portico thing happening. Yeah. Symmetry, classical. When you saw that for the first time, obviously the owners were prepared to take it into another zone. Yeah. Yes, and I think the 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 Wayne Gillespie sort of work and portfolio. I mean, those houses are still popular. Um, I love them, and they're still now. And I think the reason for that is, although, as you say, um, not 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 sort of um, outstanding in 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 sort of intellectual architecture, but 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 a real grasp of just uh, proportion um, and space. And so I think that's what makes those houses popular, um, you know, still. And I think and, and this house had. Um, in 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 some senses, you know, the proportion of the of just the rooms, the ceiling heights, and the and the volume um, was was there, um, but but the but the, the the enclosed sort of nature of the of the building uh, slightly mausoleum like <laughs> how, how he'd left especially it, especially for a coastal property. Exactly, you know, um, I mean, I can understand in a city, yeah, but when it's yeah, you know, so so and so, I mean. Your listeners probably can't see, but you know there was a, there was a, a you know a big tennis court, and then this sort of big big solid portico with no windows in it, and then you went into the building and and obviously up onto the uh, the upper level where you get the sort of the big cliff top view um, uh, from from sort of point the pier out over the over the you know, looking back down to the uh, the Portsea Pier, and um, and and that again was quite enclosed with these big sort of columns and very heavy. So, um, so, so what did they say? What was the brief? Well, they they wanted to open up the view. I mean, that the, the you know an older an older uh, client tiring down there. Um, the, the the building is a double sort of layer, a two story building, but the but the lower level um, was designed to be a self contained sort of level for you know for their grandchildren and their children. So you know the, they could have a whole sort of family existing there, and the upper level. Which looks out over the water was was sort of their level. So if you can imagine the two levels stacking, so we tried to get the lower level engaging with the garden. So we t- took out the tennis court, had the garden to the rear, and had the lower level with a sort of cabana and kids and could could go and do that, whilst older people could still inhabit the top. And obviously there are spaces where they can come together. So it makes more sense as well. It's more sustainable. Yeah, for, for the life, to just the lifespan of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and we made. We made lots of holes in the building, um, you know, so that we could look at all of these beautiful things that we were making in the landscape. And um, they wanted uh, more contained kind of garaging, and the only place to get that, as you can see looking at that photograph, is, you know, right in the front there. So we had to try to find a way of creating these um, box-like forms that would, that would, you know, still form part of a composition. Yeah. I mean, it's still very classical. It's very elegant. But it's a little bit, well, it's a lot more exciting because um, yeah. uh, I think, you know, I think his houses suited <coughs> a very much a market in the inner city mm. who wanted that privacy from the yeah. street. But, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you've recently um, done a community centre. Yeah, this was a, um, a, a, a fascinating project and nice, nice to be um, away from, from a lot of the residential work. I mean, obviously, we, we also do... Um, you know, commercial, residential, so apartment developments and, and, and townhouses, and just to take something right off there and go back to some of the, you know, some of the work that we've done um, with, with our respective businesses in, in, in Europe, was to take a brief, quite a quite a complex brief, um, and and weave around that a, a building that has to serve um, such a range of people coming to it in quite a small. Um, 
quite a small footprint, relatively speaking. Um, so these facilities, and, and you know, there are you know there are a number of them around in, in the, at the centre of these new communities that are, that are going up. This one being um, north of Tullamarine, um, beyond beyond Craggyburn, um, a, a beautiful landscape. Um, I mean, it could almost read as a farmhouse. Yeah, and and a I contemporary think the, farmhouse. Yeah, and the pavilion in the landscape reading was something. You know, you you get those that sort of flat landscape with those rolling rolling hills, and you, this building has a scale um, when when read within within that landscape. I'll just turn the page. You know, um, and trying to anchor some of the some of the service space back into the sort of almost the geology of the landscape, whilst the building sort of floats behind. Uh, to give some of that, that sort of um, that expression that you see there, the the the, the range of people would be um, golfers. There's a there's a sort of golf course that that, that wends wends its way through this this estate. Um, gymnasium. Yeah, the gymnasium and the users of the of the estate that aren't necessarily the golfers. The golfers might be coming in. Um, people that are still buying land. Land is being sold out there for another um, five to ten years. So there's a there's a sort of there's, a growth you know, corridor. Yeah, and 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 so if you can imagine um, some some you know local uh, kid uh, coming out of a family sort of picnic by the pool, wanting to go to the cafe and get a get a plate of chips in their in their sort of in their swimwear, and a golfer coming in their sort of smart golfing outfit. And then someone sort of coming to think about whether they want to buy a block of land, you know. All of those people coming through this building, you know, really interesting. We designed um, quite a range of spaces that could that could accommodate them, where they could come together or where they could be separated, and different different sort of circulation paths through it. Um, now, Nick, you're kind of now quite well established, or you're more established yeah. uh, in Melbourne. Any thoughts of opening up an office in London, or is it something you just put out of your head for the moment we've um well we've gone as far as opening a small studio in sydney so uh you know the first the first step and um and i think we we like working in 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 different different places um and we've we've taken projects in the past i think i mentioned one in you know on a spanish island or we've done work in in india the spanish island one was quite interesting hmm. the client came to you with an image of a faux French chateau, yeah, right. and you said, "Well, is that the way you want to live?" Well, I <laughs> you said, "Put it aside." Yeah. I think there's always that. I mean, this is uh, the, the, some of the sort of uh, the challenges of, um, you know, w what 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 people's ideas are of the design journey, and and so yeah, they they came they came through a uh, through a, a referral, and and we had a lovely first meeting, and said, you know, they liked us, and we liked them, and they had a beautiful site. Um, you know, an, a, a, an elevated site with incredible views. Quite. And which quite, island was it? Um, Menorca. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it had a sort of it had a harbour view, and then it had sort of ocean views, and so the rain and very steeply sloping. And then they just sort of put down this uh, this magazine with uh, I think it was Claudia Schiffer's kind of villa, you know, like a fake Tuscan, and said we'd just like one of these. <laughs> had to sort of politely say, well, why don't we just put that over there? And I put a blank sheet of a3 paper on the on the table and said why don't we just talk about how you'd like to live um and again you know after this journey of of a couple of years of you know you could design and you build it and i went to stay with them and um and one of these you know 
beautiful moments and why why we're in the profession, frankly, Stephen. I mean, that's you know, it's it's to it's, see people enjoying it's for the those, It's for those those moments and and that reward and watch them use that house exactly how I'd envisage them using it as a family, which was and it looked nothing like where they'd started with. You know. But that's why you engage an architect. No, I think so. Yeah. I think so. If you, just uh, want, if you just want what's in the image, just get yeah. a drafting service. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we continue to have fun and, and rely on our clients to, 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 to engage with us and, mm. and bring that freshness. Look, um, Nick, it's been a pleasure having you on the program today. Oh, thanks for I'm having looking, me, Stephen. I'm looking forward to seeing more great things come out of your office. Okay. Um, and thank you so much for coming. You've been listening to Talking Design presented by Stephen Crafty at RMIT University in Melbourne. Thanks so much for listening.